0: I'm Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Brown Belt and former pro MMA fighter. If you watched ADCC 2022, you probably came away with the same opinion as everyone else in the Jiu-Jitsu world, Gordon Ryan is the best grappler on planet earth. If you came away from ADCC like I did, extra motivated to train, you might be wondering, how did Gordon Ryan get so good at Jiu Jitsu? How can I get that good at Jiu Jitsu? Is it possible for anyone to get that good at Jiu Jitsu? Well, there's a reason that Gordon Ryan is Gordon Ryan. There's actually a few reasons. So I'm gonna tell you what went into creating the greatest grappler of all time and how you can maybe replicate that. But if you fall short of replicating the best grappler in the world, you can at least look like you're the best grappler in the world by heading over to EpicrollBJJ.com and using the code PODCAST15 to take 15% off geese, rash guards, fight shorts, t-shirts, hoodies, joggers, and more. Epic Roll is gear made by grapplers for grapplers, it's extremely high quality and can handle your most intense training sessions, but it's also affordable, meaning you don't have to break the bank to look like you did. Plus with the code PODCAST15, you can take a further 15% off your order. Whether you're on the mat or off, Epic Roll can have you looking like a world champion even if you aren't quite one yet epicrollbjj.com, coupon code PODCAST15. Now let's look at what makes Gordon Ryan so good. Welcome to That Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. I suppose we should start with the elephant in the room. Gordon Ryan is most likely taking something more than the protein and creatine you get from your preferred retailer. Much like almost everyone else at ADCC, there is a strong suspicion that he's on some form of performance-enhancing drug or drugs. Maintaining his physique with a large amount of muscle mass and a very low body fat year-round is not naturally possible without some pharmacological help. But you will notice I said much like everyone else because it's widely accepted that everyone's on steroids. And you can mentally insert that clip of Nate Diaz saying how everyone is on steroids right now. If everyone is on something, then one person being on that same thing can't be an advantage, right? It's like Lance Armstrong. If every other pro cyclist was juicing and he was too, then he's leveling the playing field, right? If everyone's on PEDs, then no one is kind of thing. Does the juice help you get better faster? Yes. Will it automatically make you better than your competition if they are also on the juice? No. Please do not confuse this. I am not advocating anyone take steroids. I personally think it's a waste of time and money to juice unless you're one of the people at the top of the sport who is vying to compete with the other guys at the top of the sport who are also juicing. And if you are one of those people and you're listening to this, please send me a DM on Instagram so I can have you come on and talk to me about jujitsu. But the average person who is training jiu-jitsu, even if you're competing, it seems like a stupid way to spend money to gain an advantage. I mean, do you, I guess. If that's what you want to do and that's the money you want to spend, then go for it, I guess. But it seems dumb to me and it just doesn't seem like the risk is worth it. Is what Gordon is taking helping him? Yes. Is it the sole reason he's the best in the world? No. Most people have jobs and train when they can around that job and other aspects of their life. Gordon Ryan is not most people. To the best of my knowledge, he's never had to work a job. His job has always been jujitsu. When you don't have to work and you don't have children, you have a lot more freedom in your schedule to train. And by all accounts, Gordon takes advantage of that time and trains a lot. There is no substitution for hard work and time spent on the mat, and it seems that Gordon is not wanting for either. All high-level competitors, to my knowledge, have jujitsu as their job. I don't think anyone who competes at ADCC is punching a time clock the following Monday. But Gordon has said in the past that it's his approach to training that sets him apart from his competition. He doesn't just train for competition prep or in the lead up to specific events. He trains intensely year round and is constantly seeking to improve his game. Where some competitors might do a two month training camp heading into ADCC, they might train less seriously after that. Gordon trains the same every day, with the same intensity, every day, or so he says. I don't know Gordon Ryan and I have never trained with him. I'm basing this off what he says about himself and taking that as true. Maybe he's the laziest guy in the world, but I doubt it. I'm, I'm going off of what others have corroborated about what he said. Gordon has also talked about identifying holes in his game and working aggressively to fix them. He might think one aspect of his passing is not elite, so he will train specifically to improve that. He might feel like he's not having success in one position, so he will consistently put himself there to work on it. Some competitors don't do this. Some people identify themselves as strong passers and work to hone that and spend very little time working on their guard retention or vice versa. Gordon doesn't do this. The fact that he constantly seeks out improvements to his game, it plays a part in making him as dominant as he has been. When it comes to making improvements in your game and filling gaps in your knowledge, it's helpful to have a good coach who can guide you through that process. It just so happens that Gordon has arguably the best jiu-jitsu coach in the world in his corner in John Danaher. John Danaher is famous for wearing a rash guard everywhere he goes and coaching some of the best jiu-jitsu guys in the world. There are few people who have had the coaching success that John Danaher has, and he's been the mastermind behind Gordon's run to the top of the game for years. The combination of an amazing athlete with an amazing coach is hard to beat. I do not think that without John Danaher, Gordon Ryan would be the grappler he is today. He'd probably be successful, but I don't know if he'd be the unbeatable monster we're talking about. There is no overstating how important the mind of John Danaher is to the success of Gordon Ryan. Gordon started under Miguel Benitez, then moved to Tom DeBlas, where he met Gary Tonin. Gary was teaching at one of Tom's schools and became one of Gordon's main instructors. Gary had a relationship with John Danaher, and Gordon started traveling to New York as a purple belt to train under Danaher. From the beginning of his career and throughout the present, Gordon Ryan has had outstanding coaching, culminating with being coached by one of the best minds in the sport. You can't talk about Danaher without talking about the Danaher death squad, Eddie Cummings, Gary Tonin, Craig Jones, Nikki Rodriguez, Taza, Nikki, and of course, Gordon Ryan. That's a pretty stacked roster, and this was the main training group under John Danaher. From much of the formation of Gordon Ryan's Jiu Jitsu, he was surrounded by the best grapplers in the world. The importance of good training partners cannot be overlooked, and when you are in a room full of great grapplers, that is going to greatly improve your own grappling. Add into that mix again the coaching of John Danaher leading a team of the best grapplers on the planet, and that's a pretty good recipe for success. Famously, the Danaher death squad broke up and some guys started the B team and Gordon and John started New Wave. But when you look at the roster at New Wave, it's still very deep and still includes Gary Tonin and Oliver Taza. When Gordon trains, he's training with the best. Danaher has said previously Gordon's memory is a huge tool. He said, quote, he has an extraordinary memory on more than a few occasions. Gordon would come to me after class and ask, hey, John, do you remember that thing you showed me back in 2018 when the guy is on the left, Ashigarami and you've told me to turn out on the opposite direction? And I'm looking at him like, what? He has to jog back my memory so I can then report it back to him. So he has an incredible ability to recall information, end quote. The ability to see something, implement something, and remember key details after only seeing it once is a huge tool. Having that level of memory recall when you're training seven days a week, multiple times a day, that would be great. I know there are things that I have been shown that I have forgot. It's just how most brains work. You can only retain so much information. Based on what John said, it doesn't seem like this is as much of a problem for Gordon. Remembering small details that most people would forget over time is a great ability to have if you want to be the best grappler in the world. I do think, and this is purely just my subjective observation, there does seem to be an element amongst Gordon's opponents where they seem to accept a defeat before they even get on the mat. They say the right things in the interviews and in the lead up to the match, you think that they're confident going in, but once it starts, the body language just seems to be that they know they are going to lose. Look at ADCC, Nikki Rod versus Gordon in the finals. Nikki Rod can't even look at Gordon before the match starts. Once Gordon hits the sub, Nikki gives a knowing look and taps. You see this with lower belts when they roll with higher belts, where the lower belts know the upper belts can do what they want in the match. And the lower belts just sort of accept bad positions or don't really fight to defend subs, they view it like an eventuality. I think with Gordon it's the same now, his opponents view the match as an eventuality with Gordon winning. I mean they're not really wrong, Gordon hasn't lost in years and has beaten everyone, and easily, but that psychological advantage he has is hard to defeat, it's hard to roll well when you're expecting to lose. Looking at all of these factors, it seems pretty straightforward what you need to do to emulate Gordon Ryan and achieve the same results. Number one, stock up on the best chemical compounds known to man to increase your size, strength, and athletic performance. Number two, don't work, only train jiu-jitsu, don't have a family or obligations outside of jiu-jitsu and make training jiu-jitsu your full-time job. Number three, train every day like you're in a training camp, not just in the prep for big events. Number four, From the time you start training, you need to be under the tutelage of high-level and well-respected coaches, ideally the best coach in jiu-jitsu. Number five, in addition to the best coaches, make sure you are always surrounded by the best training partners and some of the best competitors in the world. Number six, have a memory that is superior to that of the average person to the point where you can recall small details of techniques years after being shown them or drilling them. Number seven. Cultivate a level of success so as your future opponents assume defeat before the match even starts. That seems pretty easy to do, right? Gordon Ryan is a generational talent. On top of the things I just listed, you can't discount his natural ability and talent, and if you took someone and had them mirror his exact career path, they would likely not mirror his results. But that doesn't mean we can't try to take away some lessons from what he does or how he approaches his jiu-jitsu career. What will it take for someone to knock Gordon off the top spot? I don't know if I'm the person who is going to have that answer. Thanks for listening. I put the link in the episode notes to sign up for the newsletter. If you haven't already, I send out a weekly ish newsletter with different news or things that I think can help your jujitsu. So check that out. Also linked below is my YouTube channel where you can see things like match highlights and technique breakdowns, things that don't work audio only. Thanks so much for listening and I will see you next time.